Hi friends, I'm Molly, your host today, and thank you for joining our Relief from Darkness podcast where we're having conversations with people who have walked out of various hard places and straight into freedom with Christ. So for today's sessions, we will have Stephen joining us and he's going to be talking about sin and how that's played a part in his life. So Stephen is the director of Christ Fit Gym, Oklahoma. He loves Jesus and has a wife named Jade and a new baby named Beckett. Stephen loves exercise and uses his passion for it to honor and glorify Christ by cultivating a Jesus-centered community in a gym setting. I'm Molly, and I'm here today with our Relief from Darkness podcast crew, where we are continuing our conversations, exploring how we can truly be set free from the stuck places in our lives. And we are talking anything ranging from anxiety to depression to addiction to suicidal ideations and super everything in between. Because here at No Boundaries, we really do believe that the thought process that we have that keep us in these stuck places can be healed. And as they start to heal, our brains start to change. And if you change your brain, then you change your life. Woohoo! So for this session, we're super excited. We're going to be hearing from Stephen, and he's actually just going to share some of his testimony of just what life was like before Jesus and then what it's been like since Jesus. And then we have our very own brain geek, Dr. Lori Basie. Hey guys. And she will help us kind of break down some of the basic neuroscience and what it looks like to connect with Jesus from a physiological standpoint, which is super cool. So with that, Stephen, can you just kind of tell us about your life before coming to know Christ? Yeah, I mean, um, let me see. First, it's good to be here, man. Thank you guys so much for allowing me. Yeah, uh, thanks for being here. here. Yeah, I feel really professional right now. Sounds really (laughs) like a real podcast. Um, But and before before I was a Christian, I'm trying to think back to when I really first heard about Christ. Um, and it, I mean, Rwan, I think I went to my grandparents one one summer. Man, I was young, probably like fifth, sixth grade, middle school, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was really the first time I had ever heard about Christ. And it was at my grandparents' church. You know, they were doing the vacation Bible school and stuff like that. And I was oh, like, yeah. okay, yeah. And, so me and my brother went, and man, I just remember these older guys, and I'm not knocking on man, but they were singing the like pink and red and yellow microphones. I was like, man, they were worshiping. I was like, man, these guys are weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then we like broke off into class, and they were asking us, uh, okay, who, who's Noah? You know, who's Adam and Eve? And I was like, man, like oh, I didn't know the answers, and I was like, man, these guys are really weird, you know? And just <laughs> I couldn't wait to get out of there. And so that was the first time I'd really heard about Christ uh, that I remember, but. Um, kind of growing up, you know, I had always said I believed in God. Um, you know, we lived in Louisiana, I lived in the Bible Belt Church on every corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, grow up, you know, we were in F- FCA. I think they have FCA here in Oklahoma. Um, and so, we would pay our 20 bucks for the year and then go to the free breakfast, get the free T-shirt. You know, it gave you oh, an excuse yeah. to get out of class and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, I did that in middle school. I did it in high school. Um, and so, I really would call myself a Christian. All of my friends would call ourselves Christians. And, you know, there's really no difference in our life. There's no no evidence. Um, I played baseball in high school and, you know, I ran with those guys and the you know, same thing. And I uh, started drinking my senior year uh, mm. of, of high school. You know, I can't remember if the season had ended or if it was before or whatever. Um, but I, I really started drinking. Um, and so I just called myself a Christian still, you know, and 
I started, uh, so I started drinking, um, started having sex outside of marriage, uh, in high school. And, uh, after that I went into college and I went to Louisiana tech and I joined a fraternity over there. And so I had my started, my starting of drinking in high school only magnified once I got to, uh, college. And so I started drinking more. I started partying more. I started taking Adderall. That was a huge thing that I struggled with in in college. Mm-hmm. You know, every you can find that stuff like candy. Yep. Um, and so I started taking that, and I was dating this girl. I dated her in um, dated her in high school, and we broke up. Got back together in college, and so you know we were together and. I started dating her again my freshman year of college, and so that probably saved me a lot of dumb decisions because I would go home because she was still in high school, and we lived 45 minutes from home, so college wasn't very far. It was close enough to where you could go back for the weekends during the week if you needed to, but we would we go back home, or I'd go back home to visit her, and, and I remember her mom would always invite us to church, and we went to kind of similar like a live church up here. It mm-hmm. was called Simple Church in Louisiana. And so we would occasionally go there on the weekends. And um, I just remember thinking, occasionally I'd go back and I'd just make up excuses. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to go. Uh, I'd say I was hungover or I had to help my mom clean the house or whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever excuse I could make up. And when I would go, you know, I really wouldn't get anything out of it. And so uh, uh, kind of eventually... Over uh, the period of time while I was in college, you know, from the time I was a freshman until I was a senior, you know, all of that, just the partying, uh, the girls. um, Well, I dated that girl for probably three or four years out of college. And so um, we dated and we broke up my senior year. And then after we broke up, it was just like things intensified, things magnified. And I started partying more. I started um, drinking more. I started chasing the girls more. I started, I started doing all that stuff. And at, over time, that stuff kind of just got me at the end of my barrel, you know? And, yeah. and I had a very skewed view of Christianity when I was in college because man, if you'd asked me, I just said, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know what I mean? Right. And I would have gone straight to hell, you know, because I didn't know Christ. And uh, I can remember over that period of time while I was there, we visited a church one time and we visited the Sunday school and man, this lady was, she was super nice. She was like, man, Hey, how are you? Introduced herself. And, uh, I remember that door shutting and it was just like, I left there feeling like, Oh my gosh, I'm the worst person in the world, you know? And I was a senior and we had broken up and I was like, yeah, gosh, yeah. And I was like, man, I'm the worst person in the world. And and if I would have died, she was right. I'd have gone gone straight to hell because I didn't know Jesus, you know, like heaven's a real place. Hell's a real place. Um, but just thinking about all that, man, it was just, that was a four year period for me where, you know, yeah, I'd have said I'd have known Christ, but there was no fruit in my life. And my vision of Christianity was, it was, God is just all these rules, you know, like, man, I can't party. Mm-hmm. I can't go have sex outside of marriage. I can't do what I want. I can't, you know, like all these rules that I just had to follow because God didn't want me to have fun. And right. then it didn't help that I would remember, like I would walk through campus and I would see these guys hanging up uh, or holding up posters and it would say free hugs. And I was like, man, that's the opposite of anything. You know, <laughs> like I was like, 
uh, that's just kind of weird, you know, like <laughs> I don't want anything to do with what you're talking about, whatever it is, you know, and, and I, like, I knew who the group was and everything like that. And, um, kind of looking back on it, you know, just thinking about it, but our pastor back home said, Hey man, you could be a Christian, but you don't have to be a weird Christian, you mm-hmm. know? And to me, that was a weird Christian, you know, <laughs> like looking back <laughs> uh-huh. at it. But I mean, you know, they may very well have changed somebody's eternity and I'm not knocking them now, you know, yeah. like if that's what God told them to do, then to do it. And then praise God for that. But for me, that was my, my, my vision and my perception of Christianity. I was like, man, it, it's weird. You know, like, why yeah. would I want to follow this God that's really weird people, you know, and then just has all these rules for me not to have fun, you know? And so I, I just wanted to live for myself. You know, I wanted to take my Adderall. I wanted to drink my, drink mm-hmm. my beer and I wanted to, uh, you know, chase the girls. That was all I wanted to do. And, you know, bump school, you know, I got my degree, but I didn't want to go, you know, I yeah. could much rather be outside doing something instead of being in a book, you know, that's just my personality. Um, but I was kind of like life before Christ, you know, you living for the world, you know, you can really sum it up, uh, living for the world, living for the lusts of the flesh. And I mean, that, that was me, you know, like just yeah. had a very, very poor vision of Christianity and, and what God, you know, was about, you know, I was, I was totally wrong. <laughs> so that's kind of like life before before Christ, called the BC days. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I think a lot of people get that, I mean, myself included, of that misconception before you know Jesus that it's like following Jesus equals boring life, mm-hmm. and that is such that is such a lie that just gets so ingrained. I think, especially in young adults, that if I'm going to follow Jesus, that I'm just going to have this super boring life, mm-hmm. which just isn't true. And then we get so like wrapped up in it. Yeah. So Dr. Lori, mm-hmm. will you shed some light on this? This like, is so good. I mean, I think about darkness. So we're doing a relief from darkness podcast and four out of 10 people are suffering from anxiety. You've got depression. We've got all kinds of things, but I think ultimately the ultimate darkness is not being connected to who you were born to be connected to. Mm -hmm. And so the separation from Jesus and who is Jesus and the relationship with him. And so we all have these longings inside of us and this, this need to be connected. We have this need to be known and to be fascinated and this need to be enjoyed and to enjoy. And so we try to substitute those longings with everyone and everything else if we don't know Christ. And so I love what Stephen said, Adderall, beer and girls. And so, but that foundation will only last for so long because ultimately everything was created by Jesus and for Jesus and in Jesus and with Jesus and everything's held together with him. Mm -hmm. And so actually when we lay aside those those substitutions and we connect with the real thing, then something comes alive in our hearts. And, and it's the most beautiful thing that all of those things that could never satisfy, you can never get enough beer or you can't get enough Adderall or you can't get enough of whatever the world has to offer. But when you connect with the creator, the living God, then there's something that happens inside of us. And then when that thing happens inside of us, it's the most beautiful thing that when we accept Christ, we get a hundred percent of the Holy Spirit inside of us. So it's not rules and religion and it's relationship. So it's not don't drink beer and it's not don't don't chase girls or don't do Adderall. It's actually that when we have him inside of us, then there's a relationship with him that empowers us to want him. 
And then the substitutions just aren't as good anymore. And then we start to realize that actually those things will make us sick and and we can never get enough. And we're constantly trying to feed ourselves. And I think really just the ultimate darkness is sin. And when I think about sin, I want to read James 4, 4 through 10. And it's uh, out of the message translation. And it's like this sin cycle. And it's like the dog chasing its tail that you can never get enough. And then you try to get more and then you try to fulfill this longing inside of you and you try to be connected and you you try to have value and worth and we can never do it unless we connect with Jesus. And so it says, James 4, again, 4 through 10, it says, you're cheating on God if all you want your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get. You end up enemies of God in his way. And do you suppose God doesn't care? The proverb has it that he is a fiercely jealous lover and what he gives in love is for better than anything else you'll find. And so again, so much better than anything we can find in the world. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willfully proud. God gives grace to the willing humble. So let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom. Cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way that you'll get on your feet. And so Mm -hmm. I think the ultimate end to darkness comes when we submit to him and acknowledge and have a real relationship with him, not to get us into heaven, but actually to get him in us and then us bring him into the earth. Yeah, I like that because I like that you said that. It's not about us just making like checking the boxes to be good enough to get to heaven, but what happens when we actually have a relationship with the living Christ? Then suddenly the things like we know where that party cycle, sin cycle is taking us. Like at the end of the day, you go home and it's like then what? You do it all, like you're doing the unto what? You know, like there's no purpose or direction. But when you're introduced to Jesus, I mean, he provides that. Mm-hmm. So Stephen, will you tell us about how Jesus met you? Yeah. Um, well, a little bit before, uh, I think it was actually my senior year. Um, and yeah, I told you, I was, I know I was addicted. I was telling you a little bit earlier, like I have an addictive personality. You know, yeah. my wife's like, Stephen, you have an addictive personality. I'm like, okay, whatever. Get out of here. She's right. <laughs> Um, but I noticed that, man, I like, I had a problem, you know, especially with Adderall, you know, and this was before Christ. And so I was like, man, like I've got to do something, you know, cause they give you prescriptions, uh, three months in advance. And I'd be like, Hey doc, you know, I'm really having a hard time focusing, you know, like just yeah. played the game, got the prescription, you know, started it, you know, I think it was like a 10 or 20 milligram, whatever the smallest one was. And I moved up to the, the highest. I was like, doc, it's just not doing enough, you know? And so like, I would notice I was just getting so like caught up in this and I was like, man, I have a problem, you know? And mm-hmm. so I ended up tearing up those prescriptions and I praise God for that. Cause that was like, he didn't tell me, well, I don't know. He probably did tell me to do it, you know, but like that wasn't, that was a little bit before I started coming to Christ. Um, but <clears throat> like at the end of my senior year, I told you that my girlfriend and I, we had broken up and I just went wild. I went crazy. And so I started drinking more and partying and everything like that. And I'll never, I'll never forget it. Um, I was, I think I was living in the fraternity house at the time and uh, I woke up, we had a party the night before. Um, I woke up and I was cold. 
Uh, I remember because it was the wintertime. Um, it doesn't get as cold in Louisiana as it does here uh, <laughs> with this snowmageddon coming. Um, <laughs> but uh, I woke up. I was cold. Uh, I was hungry. I mean, I was hungover. And I was just like, I just, I literally remember feeling lonely. And I was yeah. just like, man, like, what in the world is going on? And I don't know why, but I was just like, God, you know, I don't know if you're real, you know, but I just remember thinking to myself, I'm going to give this church thing a shot. And, you know, I had remembered how my girlfriend's mom had invited us to church. And I was like, well, that's probably a good place to start at that church. And I was like, I'm just going to give this church thing a shot. And so when I would go home on the weekends, I would go to service and, you know, I've never liked to talk in front of people. I've never liked to be the center of attention. I've, I get super nervous, you mm. know, and in college I took speech online, you know, <laughs> so I would, so oh, I would not no. have Yikes. to stand in front of people and, you know, I'd do the webcam video and cancel it out and like do it five times. Be like, okay, that's good. That's good. Send it, send it off. But, uh, I hated talking in front of people. And so I was going to give this whole church thing a try. And so for me, it was easier for me to just get into church. I'd go to the early service. I'm an early early morning person, so I'd get in. Uh, I think the service was like 8 or 9. And, you know, when churches open up early, you know, nobody really comes. I say nobody. You know, it's a lot less crowded in the mornings yeah, correct. than it is in the evenings. So it was really easy for me to slip in, uh, sit in the back, uh, worship. They would play a couple, couple secular songs, not mm-hmm. bad songs. Uh, but they play a couple secular songs, do a message, and then it was really easy for me to, to squeeze out and get out. And and I can't remember if I think I was transitioning, going back and forth uh, between school and um, home at the time. I think I was commuting. I think I only had like one class or something like that. But I remember I would look forward to those Sundays, and and I really had no model of what Christ should look like in my life. Uh, I didn't have any Christian friends because the same people that I ran with, they would call themselves Christians, but I would, our lives look the same, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like, man, you know, there's something different, you know what I mean? Like there's supposed to be something uh, different, you know, Jesus calls us to to live a a life separated, you know, apart in the world, not of it. And so I was like, man, what in the world? And so uh, I was in between jobs, I was getting ready to graduate and uh, I was, in a, about a six-month period, I graduated uh, college, and I had started looking for Christ at this point. And so this was a period of months. I would go on Sunday, and then I'd look forward to the next Sunday and look forward to the next Sunday. And so that was a cycle for a few months. And I graduated school, and there was about a six-month window. I was getting on with the sheriff's office, uh, and I had to go through the interview process and everything like that. So I graduated. I was mowing grass with a guy. And I remember, you know, I was broke. I was like, man, like living with my parents. And and I've always loved to exercise. And I canceled my $10 a month membership because I'd seen uh, this free gym called CrossFit Gym. And I was like, man, there's, that's too good to be true. You know, yeah. like there's, what's the catch? You know, like people ask me that all the time up uh-huh. here. You know, like, hey, don't do anything. Just sign a waiver. Like, what's the catch? You know, how much does it cost? I'm like, nothing. You know, and so <clears throat> I started looking and my wife now, um, we're actually cheerleading partners in college. I, I cheered. That's how I met her. And I had noticed she was posting stuff on Facebook all the time about, man, this gym, Christ Fit Gym. And I was like, what in the world? You know, she's like, man, come try it out with me. And we were really good friends uh, before we had dated or anything. And so I messaged her and I was like, hey, tell me about this gym. And she's like, come work out with me. And I was like, okay. <clears throat> and so I canceled my $10 a month membership and I went to Christ Fit Gym. 
because it was free and I, I'll never forget my first workout there. Uh, at the end of the workout, I was doing girl pushups. We had done so many pushups. I was, yeah. I was doing girl pushups on my <laughs> knees and there was like three guys around me just pumping them out. They're like, come on, come on, come on. I'm like, oh my God. And I left there. I was like, I'm never, never going back mm-hmm. to that place again. Yep. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah. And I was like, this is a God thing. And I was like, man, I'm never going back there. And so the very next day, my favorite restaurant, you know, is a fried chicken place. Um, <laughs> Super bad for you. You know, it was super heavy. They have fried chicken, fried rice, just everything that's yeah. not good for you. It's a little hole in the wall place. Um, I went to that restaurant and lo and behold, I walk in and you know who's sitting there? Billy. Yeah. You know, Billy's the owner of Christ Fit Gym. He started it. And he was like, hey, man. He said, what's up? I said, oh, nothing. Just um, coming to get some food. He's like, you going to come work out tonight? I was like, yeah. And in my head, I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> no. I was like, nope. I am never going back there. And so I actually told myself, I was like, well, you know, I, I can't lie to him. I got to. I told him yes, so I'm going to go back. And, I mean, looking back at that, the rest is history. You know, uh, that ministry, CrossFit Gym, is really where I encountered uh, and learned so much about Christ uh, because you have so many people there that love the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody that goes to the gym knows Christ, you know, and that's what I love about it because that's why he started the gym was to tell people about Jesus because he had an amazing encounter with Christ that, that changed him. But that's a, that's a different story. He's got an amazing testimony. But, <clears throat> you know, I started going there and I started seeing all these guys that uh, the complete opposite of the person that was holding up the, the free hugs. Yeah. Like these are the guys that are like, out there throwing up in the in the grass, you know, running trails. <laughs> um, loving Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and loving Christ. You know, Billy was in the military. He worked a lot with, like, special forces. And so, like, I was like, man, this dude is, like, he's the man's man. You know what I mean? And, um, and, he, and he loved Christ. You know, he's doing devotions about Jesus before every workout, just like we do up here. And just that, that 5, 10, 15 minutes of hearing – about Christ, you know, hearing about um, him and, you know, before the workouts, like God really penetrated my heart. And so that's where I really grew close um, to Christ. And they don't just do the workouts, you know, they would have Bible studies. And so I would get involved with um, with Bible studies and I would just start surrounding myself like with all these guys that were so much older than me and so much wiser. And I just I craved um, to learn more about Christ, you know, and I just, I felt him pulling me and pulling me and pulling me and uh, thinking about it and looking back, I'm, I'm super thankful, like that God brought me there because he knew that's exactly the type of person that I needed to be around the type of people, you know, yeah. they, they were walking through life and, um, I mean, I would hear about like the hard stuff that goes on, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not, life can be hard, you know? Yeah. And so the difference is, where they they put their hope, you know, and I would see like it doesn't matter if I mean they were going bankrupt, they were up there still smiling and joking around, saying everything's going to be okay, like God's <laughs> got it, you know, and like and they were making wise decisions, you know, yeah. like they weren't being um, irresponsible, but you know, just to see the joy in their hearts and their life that no matter what, man, God is good, you know, and and I would see that and just through that time and through the people there, and you know, I was I didn't have an um like an amazing snap of the finger, like, oh my gosh, I'm coming to Christ today. You know, for me, it was more of a transition. Mm-hmm. And so I really started transitioning there more than anywhere because I would see the people that love the Lord. And what was amazing to me was I was still, I was looking for the Lord 
when I started going there and still looking, but I would still try to do what I wanted to do. Kind of like, uh, like I would still try to justify drinking beer and I would say, okay, the Bible doesn't say have sex outside of marriage, but I can do other stuff, you know? And so like, I would try to, I was still learning and, and what I loved is I never felt condemned when I went there. Now they weren't saying, Hey Steven, your sin's okay. But I never felt condemned. They just loved on me and they loved on me where I was at, you know? And so that made a huge impact on me. I was like, okay, man, these guys, they genuinely care about me and they genuinely love the Lord. And I was like, man, like this is, this is what a Christian is supposed to look like. They can still have fun, you Mm -hmm. know? And like, and I came to find out that man, God has all these, I say rules, you know, like they're for my protection, you know, like if I'm not having sex outside of marriage, I don't have to worry about having a kid. I don't have to worry about STDs, you know, saying like, Hey, Stephen, put me first on everything, you know, and, and, and guess what? I truly satisfy, you know, like I really started reading the word and like, wow, I feel, I feel satisfied. You know, I feel content. I feel like, oh my gosh, like the Lord is really speaking to my heart, like learning so much more. And I remember doing the first devotion up there, you know, I was like shaking like this, (laughs) like I studied for like a week and like I probably, it took me about three minutes and it was at the five thirty class. So man, there was everybody there wow. and you know, it was, it was a big class and I just went through it right real quick. And, uh, after, at the end of it, I got done and I was like, man, how did I do? And they're like, you went good. Maybe try to slow it down a little bit next time. I was like, okay, okay. You got it. You got it. Um, but that was kind of the start of, of my transition was, uh, after college, I remember like saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this church thing a shot," and then kind of graduating and getting plugged in at Christ Fit and that ministry and the people that were uh, around there, and it only grew. You know, once I started going to a different church and sitting under uh, an amazing pastor back there, he's uh, John Frame is his name. He's actually from Oklahoma, but he is amazing. And you know, just the guys in that church really just discipled me and and loved on me and. Um, and that's kind of my transition to how I started to know and draw close to the Lord. So that was, that's not a, a radical testimony, but somebody told me, hey, if you have a testimony, praise God, because salvation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're absolutely right. You know. So, and that's what I think like the miraculous thing is we were once dead mm-hmm. and now we're alive. That's like it. that and like that by itself, yeah. that is miraculous. Mm-hmm. We had no relationship with our father and now we are fully reconciled to have mm-hmm. a relationship with our creator. Mm-hmm. That is the miracle. And I think that's, I mean, and it just shows up in different mm-hmm. forms, but so that is beautiful mm-hmm. actually. So Dr. Lori, we did a little bit of CPR on um, like how to connect with Jesus relationally. Yeah. And I just think that's really good. And and just to kind of piggyback on what Molly said, the greatest miracle is salvation. Yeah, that we were all born with eternity in the in our hearts, and mm-hmm. and that was God's will that we would be reconciled to Him and connected to Him through Jesus. And so the greatest thing that could ever happen is that. And mm-hmm. again, the 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 darkness is if it, CPR can't even start unless we come to know Christ. And, yeah. and just kind of on a side note, so Stephen is doing uh, the Christ gym, the Christ Fit gym in Oklahoma City. And so today, Molly and I actually did 400 jump ropes. <laughs> we did 100. I'm not sure if I did quite did 100 push-ups. Yeah. We did 50 box, box jumps. Yeah, box jumps, except mine are box steps because I'm not quite on the jump yet. 
Except Molly and I were doing them together, and she and lost I lost count. count. I yeah. thought she was counting, and she thought I was counting, and neither of us were counting. <laughs> Followed by Rocky sit-ups, and what else did we 50, do? Uh, yeah. What is 50, this called, Stephen? No, push press. Push yeah. press. Um, 50 push presses. And so, it, it, you guys, it is so important that we get in shape. And I want to encourage everybody, if you're in the Edmond, Oklahoma City area, you guys have got to try this. It yeah. We've been going for about eight eight weeks now, and it's radically changed everything. And if you're struggling with depression or anxiety, a, a good workout on a routine basis is just as good as a mild antidepressant. And so mm-hmm. it's really important that we stay in shape. But So with that, back to the the CPR of actually connecting with Jesus. It starts there, that we are yeah. born and we're not meant to be separated from God. And we literally have to step over what Jesus did to be separated from him. And so the connection has to start with him. And then I love what Stephen talked about continuously. He said about the transformation. And so then after we start to to do that and start to acknowledge Jesus, something starts to change. Our image of ourself changes because we know now not just what we do or don't do or the, the Adderall, the beer, the girls, the it's not just don't do that. It's that literally he unplugged by from doing either being good or being bad and plugged into the tree of life. And we discover whose we are. And then who we are and then what we're called to do. And so our relationships with ourself and our relationship with everybody else starts to change. The things that we used to do, we no longer want want to do. And then if we think about the P and the CPR, the psychoeducation of that, then we have this spirit that's been activated and awakened in us. And we get 100% of the Holy Spirit inside of us when we accept Jesus, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives inside of me. And, and then we start to change. We transform. We start to transition. And now my emotions start to change. My thought processes start to change. The things that I'm thinking about start to change. I'm hungry for discipleship, or I start looking forward to going to church. I'm craving spiritual food. And eventually that changes then the way that I think and the way that I feel. And then my routine starts to change. Mm-hmm. So then I no longer want to do the things that I used to do. And I start responding differently. And as I as I look at Jesus and I study Jesus and I behold Jesus, the things that we gaze upon and the things that we behold, we become. And so now I'm responding differently. I'm thinking differently. I, I want to do different things. I've got a new circle of influence and something inside of me is ignited and fulfilled like I've never been fulfilled before. And then I think ultimately, and what we've seen in Stephen's life is that ultimately what we've been given, we can't help but give to others. Yeah. And so now what he experienced in Louisiana, he's come to Oklahoma to start Christ Fit Gym so that he can give what he experienced. Yeah. And it's just the most beautiful process. And it's cool to see like the multiplication of like the community that helped like lead you Mm -hmm. and guide you and that just loved you that now you're doing Mm -hmm. like that's, that's the gospel and Mm -hmm. that's advancing the gospel. Mm -hmm. So in the very ways it's the give as freely as you have received Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful and it's super cool to have you here. So I just have one more question. Mm -hmm. And so if there was someone who is listening and they're like, man, like I'm still in this drinking Mm -hmm. 
party lifestyle Mm -hmm. and they're thinking but is there something more or am i missing something or this might be this is lonely and Mm -hmm. not fulfilling what would you say to them oh gosh man uh i think about just myself i mean you summed it up it got me to the bottom of my barrel you know like all just sin in general it got me laying flat on my back cold hung over just thinking like man i gotta give church a shot and that's the only thing in this life that I've ever found that has satisfied. You know, like, come work out with me. Yeah, I'd like to tell that person, come come to work out with me. And I'll tell you the same thing. The weights, ain't none of that stuff going to fulfill. You know, the yeah. only thing that fulfills is Jesus. You know, Paul Paul talks about in Romans, you know, how that, um, you know, God is really written on everybody's heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and until we realize that, until God draws us close to him and until... Like he's sitting there knocking at the door, just waiting for the opportunity. You know, if somebody doesn't know Christ, he's he's knocking at your door right now, especially if they're listening to this and he just wants you to seek him. Scripture says to to seek him uh, with your whole heart and you'll find, him. you know, like God wants your whole heart. He doesn't want just part of you. Yeah. You know, like he can't just like, oh, God, he's not a genie in a bottle. You know, like he can do anything, you know, but when we come to Christ, it doesn't mean our problems go away. It doesn't mean everything is fine and dandy. You know, Jesus says you're going to have tribulation and trials in this world, you know, but through it all with Jesus walking through us, man, he can give us peace. He can give us hope and know that, man, just this, this life is temporary. You know, Mm -hmm. like everything we do here is temporary and he is the only thing that I've found in my life that has ever satisfied. Uh, And he, he gave me life, you know, and I owe it all to him. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Dr. Lori, Mm -hmm. um, what would you say what would you say for just like one takeaway to a listener who's kind of struggling with this? I think it all begins with just our receptiveness to him. And so if we don't know, if we're not sure, I mean, what's it going to hurt for us to hit our knees mm-hmm. and to just say, Jesus, mm-hmm. and Jesus, if you're real, then I need you to reveal yourself to me. And it can't be about religion. It's mm-hmm. got to be about relationship. Mm-hmm. And so as we do that, as we seek him, we find him. Mm-hmm. And then that impacts everything that we do from that day forward. And it's a, a transformational process and we'll never be the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I could just sum things up, what I'm hearing is if we are, you know, in this kind of sin cycle and it's leading us nowhere, because the truth is you guys, like seriously, we all have this God shaped hole in us that we were born with. We are created on purpose and for a purpose. And when we try to look outside of our creator who gave us that, it's just empty, y'all. Like it is just lonely and empty and it doesn't fulfill. And there's only one thing that does. And that is whenever you discover who you are and whose you are and what you're created for, that's the only thing that fills your desires because it comes from Jesus. And it's the only way, you guys. So I just feel like there's this real invitation. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I really feel like there's this real invitation. If you're driving or if you're listening to this, if you would just take a second and just pause and just just respond and say, Jesus, will you reveal yourself to me? Lord, will you reveal yourself in relationship? Lord, I want to know you. In a real way, not not in a head knowledge book way, check the boxes way, but in a real relational way. Well, then I will say yes to you, whatever the invitation looks like to find you. But Lord, that you would be faithful to reveal yourself. And guys, I think he's so faithful. 
He's so faithful to, to respond to the cry of our hearts. And it's super important. And as, as, as we learn how to respond to him through relationship, that's when things start to change. And as Stephen said, not necessarily our circumstances, but we change. And as we're fulfilled and start to change in our brains and in our minds, then as our brains change, our life changes. And it's so worth it. You guys, it's so worth it to be able to walk into freedom and fullness of who you're created to be. And that only happens through the one thing. So thank you, Stephen, for sharing. And thank you for being here. It's such an honor. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Dr. Lori, for your expertise. And thank you guys for listening. So until next time, bye. See you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Relief from Darkness podcast. If you would like more information or are looking for more resources to help overcome the topics we've discussed here, please visit the No Boundaries International website at www.nbint.org, where we have a free e-course titled Journey of Restoration. And be sure to please leave us any comments or reviews as this will help get our content out to more listeners. We're praying for you guys and we will see you next time.